Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm... I'm... Seriously? (laughs) That's good. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Hey, everyone, welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm Giancarlo. That's Hannah. Hi. Uh, We're back. It's been a hot second since we've gotten a review game here on the show, but we are here with a game this week. That game being Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Healing journey, literally. In case you couldn't tell by our rabid noises. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have been really excited for this game since it got announced, I, th- I want to say last year. If not, then it was at some point earlier this year. And you played the first one, right? I did play the first one. So for those of you at home who may not know um, what Mario Rabbids is... Uh, This is the second entry in the Mario Rabbids franchise, the first one being Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, And it's basically, uh, it's made by Ubisoft, not by Nintendo, but, you know, they've licensed the Nintendo characters and all of that. And I'm sure there's some manner of cooperation that goes on for that. But um, it is a XCOM-style Mario game. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, the first game kind of deals with the creation of the Mario Rabbid creatures because they kind of get smashed together. Uh, If you're not familiar with the Rabbids, they have been around for quite a while at this point. There is... They're kind of, they're, they're basically like, rabbits. They're crazy rabbits they're that just are just crazy, psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I remember them from the Raymond Rabbids game I when remember I was young. there was a Wii game that was Rabbids. Did yeah. you ever have that? I, I didn't. I only ever knew them from that one Raymond Rabbids game, which I think was on the Game Boy Advance or something Oh like my that. God, yeah. I, I don't remember what it was on, but yeah. Um, but anyway, so there were these weird little rabbit creatures that just run around going, <laughs> and uh, causing chaos. It's it's very much the minions of video games, I think. Oh, that's a great way to describe but it. But better than the minions, in my opinion. Uh, maybe just because I like this franchise so much. But, <laughs> ooh, pardon me. Um, but yeah, so in that game, they kind of get smashed together. And so you end up with these hybrid creatures. Like you end up with rabid Mario and rabid Peach and rabid Luigi. Along with regular Mario and Luigi and Peach. And so it's a it's an XCOM style game. It's that tactical battler where uh, you're progressing through different worlds and you're going into different battles with different objectives and you kind of got to load out your team and level them up and they have different skill trees for each character. It's um, I, I really love the first game, but Hannah, you never played that. Game, I right? never played the first one. No. So this is my first introduction to the Mario Rabbids franchise. And I love it. I mean, I know that you enjoy it as well, but since, you know, it goes to say that you don't need to have played the first one to enjoy this game. Yeah. And so that's something that we're going to be talking about today. We have these, uh, this is only available on the Switch, by the way, it's a Switch exclusive. Um, But it is something that I guess will be kind of our two viewpoints into the game. Um, I'm going to give light, light, light spoiler warnings for the first game. And I suppose for this game as well, although I I won't get into details for this game. Um, And also, the spoilers don't really matter. Uh, We'll get into that. But the story's (laughs) not 
particularly heavy, but I will be comparing like some of the characters that appear in the first game and talking about them just as a as a comparison for like uh I guess flair reasons. Sure, sure. Um, but it should not trust me, I'm very spoiler sensitive, should not diminish enjoyment in any way. But if you're like a total spoiler freak and you know you want to play the game and you haven't played the first game, then go play that first, then come back to this and see if you want to play the second <laughs> one. Um but yeah, I guess for context, I have not finished the game. Uh, I've not quite had enough time. I just literally just now before the review finished the third world, and I believe there are a total of five. So and you're talking uh, about the second game, not the first one. Yes, right? yes, the second okay, game. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, so I am a a fair bit over the halfway point. Not terribly so, but we're almost there. I don't quite know how it wraps up, but I've gotten a very good taste for the game. And I you? have I've been very busy. However, I have defeated the first world, and I am. Very close, if not like my next battle being me defeating the second. So I feel like I've gotten a good taste for it too. I definitely am not as far along as John is, and I have to kind of watch myself from looking over at his screen while he's playing so I don't get spoilers for myself. But I am a pretty good ways in, and I feel like I've gotten a good taste for the game. Yeah. Um, so let's start with. I guess gameplay and controls and all that. So, Hannah, Mm -hmm. um, I know you didn't get to play the first one. Right. And um, the basic flow of gameplay, like we said, it's a tactical battler. And so you have kind of like a set amount of action points every game. Um, And so this game, each hero gets a certain amount of action points in which you can move. And there are certain actions within that movement that are kind of free as well, like um, dashing into enemies to deal damage. or Entering a tunnel. Yeah, entering a tunnel to kind of change your positioning. Mm -hmm. You have a certain range of movement that you can move each turn. Uh, You can consume items to, for example, give you more movement or to reset uh, to give you more actions, you know, or heal, that sort of thing. You can team jump, which is like going up to... Uh, well, basically, in the combat, you have a party of three. Yes, and usually. Usually. And so what you can do is take one of your characters and you play them one at a time and go next to another and, like, jump on them and use them as a boost to get further along if your movement kind of, you know, inhibits you from reaching an enemy. You could, like, team jump to get closer to that enemy as well. Yeah, and then uh, as far as other actions, each hero also has a weapon, which is a pretty marked difference from the first game. The first game, each hero could equip different weapons with, like, different status effects. Oh. Like, they had, uh, um, one of my favorites was, like, Mario always had this, I don't quite remember what the status was called, but it would honey enemies and stick them in place. Hmm. Uh, so I used a lot of that to kind of pin people down and then, like, gang up on them. Sure. Um, in this game, you get your one weapon, which uh, your hero stuck with for the whole game, and the only things you can change are the skins as well as, like, your skill trees. But the weapon itself stays the same. Uh, each hero also has an ability. So, for example, Mario has his hero sight, which is returning from the first game, in which um, during the enemy turns, if he spots anyone moving, he will shoot at them. Um, so, kind of free shots. You have people like Peach who have healing abilities, etc. Rabbit et cetera, et cetera. Peach, who also has healing abilities. Like, yeah, or yeah. sorry, Peach is more of a defensive buff, mm-hmm. and Rabbit Peach is a, is a healer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, lots of different stuff like that. And then... Um, Beyond that, the big addition to this game are the Sparks. I love them. Yeah, so the Sparks, I believe, are brought over... It's kind of like their parody, their rabid parody of um, 
Mario Galaxy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like oh, Rosalina's I could see that. Little star. Yeah. I, I never played Galaxy, actually, so... Um, or I, I played at like a friend's house, but I never yeah. had it and never yeah, like yeah, played yeah. all the way through. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about the sparks is you kind of, you collect them throughout the whole game. There are a lot of missions where it's like, oh, beat this level and I'll come with you. Um, and each spark has its own unique, um, ability and kind of personality, not really personality. I, I mean, mean kind you of see it a little bit, but it's not relevant beyond like it's when you first meet like them. It's more like in their animation, like the way that they like in the pause screen float side to side or how their face looks. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so each of them have different abilities. So like there are some that will imbue your weapons with status effects, or there are some that will imbue your dashes with status effects. Or there are some, some that, that will deal be, area damage. Yeah, an area or, effect, yeah. Yeah, like there, there's a whole bunch of different stuff. Some will heal, some will apply buffs to your party. That was a really nice addition considering they took away the swapping of the weapons. It was a really nice addition to um, to the game to kind of keep things fresh. And you can swap them out at the start of every battle based on like what kind of enemies you're seeing on the field. So it's a really good way to kind of um, give you way more possibilities within the the set of characters available to you. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that in the first game, you could change out your weapons. But I really like that in this game, each character has their signature weapon. It's just a thing that further differentiates the character so that you know, like, when you look at the beginning of the battle, you kind of can use your robot friend to, like, go through and be like, yeah. what are my enemies I'm fighting? And then uh, if you want Rabid Mario's, like, punching ability because he's more of a melee fighter, then, like, switch him out. And if you want... If the creature is like super sensitive to shock, put that shock spark in there, and yeah. and it's just really cool that it lets you see the enemies you're fighting, and then lets you adjust your team and the sparks that are like attached to your team members so that you can be the best equipped yeah. for that. There's there's definitely a lot of versatility. I'm a little mixed on the changes they made. I don't not like their changes, like the the new additions, but I do sometimes miss some of the old stuff like mm -hmm. i loved be like it was really exciting to buy a new weapon right yeah uh and also in the in the old game because there weren't sparks like one of the other things everyone had is everyone had their main weapon right like their gun mm -hmm. or their like you know kind of rocket like, launcher yeah like... that sort of thing mm -hmm. but then certain characters uh or i believe all the characters actually also had like a secondary type uh thing mm -hmm. so like in the first game um Rabbit Peach had like a little uh like car that you would send out. That's cute. That was a bomb. Oh, that's cool. And so like you could kind of choose what path it would take along people and stuff like that. That isn't quite here, however, they have introduced characters that do have abilities that kind of mimic that. So it's not it's not a net loss. You definitely mm -hmm. like they've they've changed things. The DNA is still very much there. It is just a different take on it. Um, without being, like, unrecognizable or being too jarring. Mm -hmm. Like, other small changes they've made, if you played the first game, in the first game, you moved on, like, a grid basis, basically. It was a lot more, like, like you might find in a traditional, like, tabletop game. Like Gloomhaven? Yeah, Gloomhaven or D&D &D or whatever, mm -hmm. where it's like, here are these squares. You can tell Mario to move this many ways along this square. 
hit this enemy, and then keep moving in this direction until he runs out of, like, squares of movement. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this game, it's uh, it has moved into having, like, just a free-roaming area. And so instead of, like, telling Mario which way to go and being able to backtrack, you just have the bubble and you can walk around in real time yeah. and hit people. It has... At first, I actually didn't like the new movement. It has grown on me. And I think... I don't know, like, it takes away a little bit of the, like, ultra-precise, like, planning, which was sometimes really satisfying in the first game. Like, that feel of, let me plan out my movements sure. exactly, yeah. and then fire off my weapon here and, like, do this. Um, but functionally, you know, as a whole, that's still there. Um, yeah. And, like, it's good. It's just, when you're going to dash an enemy, because it is... Uh, it kind of locks that in. Make sure you actually want to dash them because you can't like press back to undo the movement. Yeah, and there's been a couple. There's been a couple times where I've gotten like accidentally stuck in a corner because I dashed an enemy, but then my movement didn't let me like move from that yeah, corner. Yeah, so. I I've actually found that really annoying. Be- really? Uh, yeah, I've not kind super of- annoying, but like when it happens, I'm like, God damn! Because you dash an enemy and there's mm-hmm. an animation. Where they kind of go flying up in the air. Yeah. But your your character keeps like sliding forward. Yeah. And sometimes if your range of movement, like if they're right at the end, they can kind of bottleneck you in. Yeah. And when they come back down on the ground, you can't back back out. I don't know. I've kind of found it funny where it's like a fuck around and find out. Like I yeah. fucked around and then shortly afterward, I found out. Yeah. <laughs> like my <laughs> actions had direct consequences. But I guess since I didn't play the first game, I didn't have anything to compare the movement style to and I really like the movement style. I think it's super interesting that depending on what character you are and the way that you have built up their skill tree, Mario might have more range of movement than Rabid Peach or vice versa, and so you have to kind of plan out because if you're not hiding behind a block, you are out in the open and any enemy can attack you, so you have to be like, oh, okay, uh, you know, what do I do? Okay, if I send, like, Rabbit Peach this way, she can only move that far, but she needs to hide, but then this person needs to hide too, and yeah, you can't have two characters hiding behind the same, like, square. So I I think, you know, I hear that it could be, like, you preferred the other method, but since I didn't have anything to compare it to, I do still think that there is a lot of, like, calculation that has to go into there the de- No, there definitely is, and that's why I'm, like, I feel like it's a net zero gain mm-hmm. on that kind of front like some things about it are better and more satisfying like yeah it feels like you're more immediately in the action um but then other aspects of like planning out the perfect move uh, <laughs> you lose and so yeah. i don't it's grown on me and like i'm equally fine with it um but i think if i had to choose i might go with the original game's movement style uh but that's just me i, I feel like it's personal preference and i really don't think it's a huge thing yeah um as far as other things, like, control-wise, the game keeps the really nice, like, simple, um, I guess, mathematics for you to do when you're calculating. So yeah. there's cover. There's full cover and there's partial cover. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, three-quarters cover or anything. <laughs> so when you go to fire at enemies, as long as they're within range, you can see whether you have a 100% chance of hitting them, um, a 50% or a 0%, right? I That is really helpful to me because yes. sometimes it'll be, like... You'd think that you're close enough to hit an enemy, and you might be close enough, like they might be in range, but they're covered right where you need them to be open. So it'll tell you, actually, you have 0% chance of hitting this enemy, so you don't, you know, waste your move or your action points. 
or pull out a different attack to start destroying cover. Right. Uh, yes. Which is really fun. I, I do love that a lot of the cover is destructible mm-hmm. uh, in this game. It's um it the it's very dynamic in kind of like the ways the battlefield can change very quickly too. Uh, before we get too deep into that, I guess uh, to, back to the question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Hannah, this being like your first time playing it, how did you find the like the controls and the experience of playing it on the Switch? A lot of times, these tactical shooters, at least uh, to my liking, are like more comfortable with like a keyboard and mouse, where you can kind of more directly move your sure. pointer and that sort of thing. I don't know. I found that it was super easy to pick up, yeah. and I really like that, especially. When you're exploring or when you're in combat, they have the button you need to press next to every control. And also another thing I like is that even if you have 0% chance of hitting that enemy, the target is like magnetized to enemies. So you can choose your weapon and it'll take you to the nearest enemy. Whether or not you can hit it is like a different calculation, but there's no way of like blindly aiming at something and not hitting something. Like it magnetizes to, you can go to this enemy and then you can click and be like, okay, well, what are my chances with this enemy? Click it. So that is something that I find really helpful where it's like, there's no way to just like shoot into space or whatever totally agreed i think you know being on a handheld and being on a controller like it's a very different game to design for and obviously since this is a switch exclusive like they perfected it for this experience Mm -hmm. uh i think i felt the same way in the first game and i think it's carried over with this game where like everything is very clear and user-friendly where uh yeah like it magnetizes the enemies even mm-hmm. there are some attacks that like have multiple attacks and it will highlight the entire path that it's taking and so yeah. when you're moving the joystick you're just selecting between which path you want it to take or where you want it to originate um and it's super helpful like i i love that because for example uh rabid luigi has like a weapon that could potentially hit more than one enemy if they're within close proximity to each other so the fact that it magnetizes while you're targeting it can be like if you hit this enemy you could hit these three other ones versus this enemy you might only hit two so it's just another it's a helpful like uh addition to the combat sequence yeah and it and it generally tries to give you like the best outcome oh yeah it also doesn't leave you confused and like wasting abilities like for example if you have a spark equipped that alters your dash Mm -hmm. but you've already fired and you can't move anymore it will tell you like no dash remaining yeah you know like one action yeah it literally it won't let you activate it uh, you can pass your turn without using anything if you want to. Speaking of the sparks, actually, what I also appreciate is when you're targeting enemies, if you have a certain spark equipped, like you have, uh, I'm not sure if there are specific names off the top of my head, but like if you have the fire spark or the water spark, when you target an enemy, it will tell you whether that enemy is like super, like if the fire would be super effective against that enemy or if it's resistant to it. So that's helpful because especially if you have a mix or a myriad of enemies and you're like, okay, so this little wolf guy, I, it's not worth it to try to target him because he's resistant. So I'll target the little mouse guy instead kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I I found the controls, they, I feel like they nailed them in the first game and I think it carried over in this game. Yeah. Um, how have you liked the leveling system? 
I've liked it a lot. You know, to be perfectly honest, I didn't even know there was a skill tree until you like brought it up. And then I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So I I was just having my characters level with the XP they get after each battle. I didn't realize that I could also like go into my hero panel and assign their skills. And that is super cool. And like, so you can versatilize all of them. And Mario, I definitely, you know, I put a lot of speed into him so that he can move the farthest and then hopefully by like team jumping my team can move far too so i've been really liking the leveling i really like that um well something in this game is that you can switch out your quote-unquote heroes so like you could have rabbit peach mario and luigi and then you know you can be like you know what i'm i want a new team so you could have rabid mario rabid luigi and regular peach so what i really like is that when your three heroes that were in the battle gain xp Everyone, everyone gains xp mm-hmm. so it's super easy to just switch out people based on their skills you don't have to worry about like well crap peach is level 15 but rabid peach is only level 9 like they're going to be the same level no matter what i really yeah. like that that's that's one of my things with a lot of these kinds of rpgs or like even something i don't know like pokemon or whatever mm-hmm. where you're getting into a lot of battles and there's a lot of leveling i feel like uh the developers here have really prioritized fun yes in that hopefully the game is fun right I think that was their aim. um it's it's very silly it's very fun but also it's rewarding in that like you said everyone kind of levels up concurrently mm-hmm. and so and also the game like there are certain missions where it will force you to go in with a certain pair yeah right um but beyond that i feel like that's the game's way of saying hey you have a big party like maybe you're you know if you're just playing, like you're not thinking about switching up your party members too often. Yeah. Here's like a mission to encourage you to be like, why don't you give Luigi a try? But beyond that, it doesn't punish you for not using people. Yeah. Um, the way that some RPGs are, right? Like with something like Pokemon Legends Arceus, right? Mm-hmm. It was very rare for me to swap a Pokemon out of my party yeah because they were so leveled me compared too. to like anything else i was catching me too that it's like i would do it if i if i did it it was a big deal whereas in like this game it's like i can something do it very specific yeah whereas in this game it's like i can do it at any time and like i feel rewarded <laughs> and if anything i feel bad for not using them i'm like oh man luigi has eight skill points i haven't uh added to his level because i haven't <laughs> used him in a while that sucks um and so yeah i feel like it prioritizes just giving you options to have fun and i Mm -hmm. I feel like uh to get back on on leveling the skill trees are really um enjoyable too they remind me of the witcher (laughs) 2 yeah yeah i could see that a little bit and so like there's the basic skill tree that everyone has which is like health movement an extra dash like Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and then there are specialized trees created for each character so like so one uh focusing around like their weapon right the other focusing around their special ability. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, you can even unlock a skill tree, which is, uh, we'll get into it later, but it's it's one of the things that incentivizes you to like 100% complete the game. Mm. Um, you unlock a special skill tree that um, allows your hero to be more effective at using sparks. Oh, that's cool. Um, they're like, they're very precious like uh, to unlock, but... They're they're very cool. They're very rewarding. They're satisfying, and like you just feel powerful. Mm-hmm. You feel, uh, you know, 
you're leveling up pretty constantly. I'm on world yeah. three and I'm in like the high twenties right now and you get like a skill point for every level. Well, it is also like something to note that it is one of those games where when you go into a room and you clear out all the enemies and then you go through a door, if you go back through that door, those enemies are back. Um, yes. Except for if they're like a boss battle, that's different. But those enemies will be back. And so if you wanted to, you could spend like three hours yeah, in grinding. one room just grinding through those same battles and just racking up XP like that is available to you. <laughs> Absolutely. I will say uh, in in my experience, and I was talking about this on stream the other day, actually, um, twitch.tv slash whimsic productions. We got a little capture card. Come check it out. Yeah, we uh, have a VOD <laughs> actually of yeah. John streaming Mar uh, Mario Rabbids. Yeah, but uh, one of the things that like really turns me off in games is I don't like grinding. I don't like being forced to grind. Um, it just gets boring for mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this game handles that pretty well actually because... Once you have cleared an area, like, yes, when you come back out, there will be more enemies. But, like, it's not unreasonable, and it's not, like, hidden battles, like, in Pokemon, where it's like, oh, great, freaking a rat bumped into me. Yeah. Um, It is, like, I enter this area. Ooh, I see all the enemies patrolling. And you can clear the area. Yeah. And it'll stay clear. You know, obviously, when you come back, like, later on, there will be some respawns in case you, you, you need to go and fight some more. Um, but it is like, to me, it's satisfying to go through and be like, yeah, I cleared it. Like, even if they come back later, whatever, it's like, cool, yeah, I did it. When you come back later, you can avoid those enemies. Like, yeah. really, the only way to start a battle with a wandering enemy that's like not necessarily necessary to the plot right yeah is to like find them and dash into them and like you start the fight and so if you just avoid like avoid them then yeah i mean they and might run after battles you too. yeah exactly exactly but one I, th I think another thing the game does well which uh not to keep comparing it to the first game but i <laughs> almost kind of feel like the first game did better is um variety in mm -hmm. your battles and so even if it's like, oh, look, there are three Goombas in a row. I'm going to fight each of them. Like, chances are it's not the same battle three times through. Like, yeah. it could be defeat two of this kind of enemy. Yes. It could be defeat all enemies. It, it could, could be, be reach survive the end five of rounds. The, or, yeah, or yeah. reach the end of the battle map. Like, I've really enjoyed the different objectives of the combat. So it's not just the same, like, all right. You got to defeat everybody, defeat everybody. It's like, no, actually pick out this specific enemy. And so you could spend the time defeating all the enemies. Or if you just have to defeat two of one enemy, just go for those ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so those are fun. I do. Th I, I did notice. I feel like they, uh, they turn. They tried to make this game more accessible to newcomers, mm -hmm. um, which is not a bad thing at all. But or maybe not newcomers, but like more accessible it feels a little easier than the first game. I so guess like is what I'm all trying to kinds say. of players, maybe like yeah. Which even the first game, I feel like I wouldn't say it was a hard game. And um, there are like, if I'm not mistaken, there are difficulty modes in this game. Uh, I remember in the first game, like there was a after you'd failed a battle x amount of times, it would be like, would you like to turn on easy mode? Oh, I feel like that would make me want to put the game down and be like, you know what? <laughs> no. Sometimes that's what you got to do. But also, like, if you just wanted to get through it, you know, it was an option that was that's available fair. to you. That's fair, yeah. Um, I have not failed a battle more than once in this game, I don't think. So 
if that I option is still there, I haven't run into it. I haven't run into that either. I think I failed one battle two times, but that was because I was at the point where I didn't realize that your robot friend could heal your entire party for 100 coins. Yeah. I thought I was on my own with like eating mushrooms or something. So I kept like just not having enough health to last. Yeah. But no, I feel like if I failed a battle and it was like, would you like easy mode? I would be like, don't patronize me. <laughs> in the um, in the first game, actually, God, I think it was common for me. Not, okay, maybe not common, but like it happened a handful of, t like a memorable amount of times that I would run up against a battle and mm -hmm. I would have to do it like five or six times to get through it. Wow. Um, and it also had a couple of other elements. Like there were some missions, which at least I haven't run into yet. And I'm over halfway through the game. Mm -hmm. I haven't run into any of the like clear the battle in X amount of rounds. No, I haven't yet. either. No, which, you, you kind of have as many rounds as you need. Yeah. So like, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like they made it a little friendlier to like uh just in general mm -hmm. where um they don't have like those kinds of extreme challenges where it's like hey here are like 50 enemies you got six rounds or you lose oh i get that um, yeah totally they, they did also i haven't run into any of the um in the first game there were more like elemental blocks so like you could take cover behind a block but it was like a freeze block oh. and if an enemy destroyed the block then it would hurt you you know Interesting. or if enemies were hiding behind like a goo block or whatever you could destroy it and it would like blow them away or stick them in place or whatever well but to that point although i don't know if this enemy was present in the first game there are a few enemies where once they are defeated they like explode and deal an amount of damage in an area like the um oh my gosh what is it the frost tiger yes yeah yes. so I wonder, I don't know if that enemy was present in the first game, but no. I wonder if that was kind of another way to, like, pull in the same vibe, but yeah, not yeah. having it be to the, like, hiding block. That's that's definitely what they've gone for. I feel like the enemies are a, a little more unique in this game. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get on this a, a little bit as we go into story, I guess, for lack of a better word, but um, there are basically no repeats from the first game in this game. Uh, everything is, is new, but it's new, but familiar, I mm -hmm. guess is, is the way that I can describe this game as a whole. Um, and there are definitely more like kind of unique effects from the enemies and all of that. Um, I, I guess it's time to, let's move into story real okay. quick and then we'll touch on what I, what I, I've been waiting to get at. Okay. So how have you found the story, Hannah? How... How have you been enjoying it? I found it cute. I like I like the story that uh, connects to all of the worlds, and I like the smaller stories within them that we kind of have to help this certain character escape or this character joins yeah. our party. I think it's cute. I definitely think that there is total freedom for, like, mini quests in between, and it's not the most important. But I've been really enjoying, like, the thought... I'm trying to be non-spoilery. There mm. is a common enemy, like a big, big enemy that is present in every world. And I like the idea that that creates. 
Mm-hmm. Not spoilery. And then also within each world, there is like a sub quest or a sub story where it's like focusing on a specific NPC or a specific character that could join your party after you complete yeah. it. So I've been enjoying that there is the overarching campaign for lack of a better word, but then there's also like more specific storylines from each world. Yeah, so like the the main story, which I don't think is a spoiler either, like picking up from the first game, the rabbits are here to stay. Like this is <laughs> this is an alternate Mario universe where like rabbits are just here and yeah. they're just chilling and like it is totally normal, which like the first game was so focused on like, whoa, look at that weird rabbit. <laughs> look at that weird rabbit. In this game, the rabbits are no longer weird. They're they're totally normal. Um and so the big threat is this thing called the darkness uh which is darkness basically Mm -hmm. and so uh there is the larger enemy who is named and who you are kind of trying to get through but it all throughout you're seeing like the effects of darkness Mm -hmm. and it's very um mario galaxy ish you know if kingdom battle was like mario world then this is mario galaxy because you are traveling in spaceship to different worlds and so each world has kind of a unique setup and mm-hmm. like a, a unique aesthetic along with a unique warden and climate yeah and so um i won't spoil the worlds themselves because i do think it is exciting to see mm-hmm. them and like the wardens but um you know like i'll we can talk about i guess the first warden without going into detail but mm-hmm. the first warden is kind of uh and this is my my thing with this game like You can describe it in vague terms, but there's not, like, a clear analogy. Like, it's like, oh, it's basically like a rabid Poseidon, kind of, is how I interpret it. Yeah, yeah. Would you you say that's accurate? Yeah. Yeah, and so you're helping him, and, like, that character has their own storyline, and then, uh, like, they are kind of your, not your ushers through the world because they're not very involved, but they are, like, your main point of contact for each world, and then there are smaller NPCs who you do, like, way smaller scale quests for throughout. Mm-hmm. There are also fun, like, recurring characters. Like, there's a guy who does, like, a fishing competition. Yeah, that there's, was cute. There's Madame Boistrella. Yeah. Uh, who's, like, a fortune teller uh, There's also, thing. like, fun puzzles that you have to solve at yes. certain points. And so sometimes the warden of that world will be the focus of the puzzle. Yes. And that has been really fun to be like, okay... What do I have to do? You kind of have to go around to random NPCs. And although they only say one thing, there's a hint in there somewhere. And you have to decipher it. I've been really enjoying the puzzles. I think that's something I've enjoyed uh, where they've made a great improvement from the first game. The first game had a ton of puzzles as well. And like there were, instead of it being worlds like literal like planets, it was worlds like in Mario where it's like world one, world two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so you're... A lot of the puzzles were, like, sliding the blocks around and matching these colors and doing these things. And, like, there were some tough puzzles. And, like, a lot of times you would have to return to the world. You know, like, you weren't quite able to do a puzzle just yet. Mm. Um, And I think I've really enjoyed how this game has weaved the puzzles. Not all of them. Some of them are just in the world to, like, go unlock a bonus item. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're relatively simple. I feel like I haven't gotten too... 
I got stuck on a couple of puzzles in the first game. I feel like I, I haven't mean, gotten stumped on any puzzles. I've in this game. gotten. I wouldn't say like stumped to the point where in the same game session I wasn't able to solve it, but I have had one where I've like I found it. I've tried it a couple times, and then I've had to like put my switch down and yeah. go get some water or like you know think about it a little bit. And then once I pick it back up, I can usually figure it out. But sometimes, you know, uh, there were a few where. Some puzzles involve you needing to, like, move statues to a certain angle or things like that. And um, the first couple times, I definitely was like, but I I think I'm doing it right. What mm-hmm. is wrong? And then it turns out, like, I was missing one tiny detail. So, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're clever puzzles. They mm-hmm. do take some thinking. I feel like they're a little more accessible. And I feel like they are... Uh, more fun in terms of like, oh, how it fits into the world. Yes. As opposed to just being like, here's a puzzle. It's like, oh, here's yeah. a puzzle about this area you're in. Or about this character you just yeah. met. Yeah. And so that has been more exciting. And also something this game does really nicely is that you can complete most of the world on like your first visit there. However, as you progress throughout further worlds you will unlock new abilities in regards to the actual exploration of the world. Like, not not battles, but, like, just you walking around the overworld. So, mm-hmm. like, you will unlock, like, scanning abilities to mm-hmm. reveal hidden things. And so, I remember, like, uh, I, I want to say in the second world, I saw this thing and I was like, I see this. I know there's something here. I have no idea what the hell this is. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then when I got to the third world, I immediately unlocked an ability that I was like, oh (laughs) so i'm supposed to do this over Mm -hmm, there that makes a lot mm -hmm. more sense and so that's exciting and that um the reward for a lot of those aside from completing the worlds is unlocking those tokens to unlock the um the spark ability tree Mm -hmm. so that's really nice um but yeah i've i've really enjoyed the exploration and it's nice i feel like it's very cleanly laid out where it's like okay you do the first world you do almost everything you go to the next world you do everything there, you unlock a new ability, you go back to the first world, you finish completing it. Yay, it's done. Or it's nice, it's you neat, could it's, go it's to up. the next world with the yeah, idea of yeah, sweeping yeah. through all of them again after, depending on how you like to complete your game. Absolutely. Like, it does not require you to go back. I'm just saying, like, my brain scene, I'm like, oh, there's it says 90% complete, and now I know <laughs> I can go back and do it. I gotta go finish it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but uh, exploration overall in this game, I think far better, or not Far better, but um, different from the first game, but familiar <laughs> and a lot more fun. I I think uh, the worlds are a little more unique. Uh, I I'm enticed by the stories that are there. Um, but this brings me back to the stories, right? Without spoiling the wardens, mm-hmm. without spoiling the worlds themselves, uh, the actual story. How do you how do you find the humor in this game, Hannah? Um. I think it's cute. Yeah. It's not a funny game. It's not a very funny game. No. I would say, although I will be honest, in the beginning, I wasn't skipping through dialogue. But as I got further along, and I know that this was a change from the first game, there has been more words from the rabbits instead of just, like, fun noises. Yes. And I will say... I hate it. It was fun <laughs> to start, but now if I don't have my volume on while I play, that's fine. Oh yeah, I have I have the volume off at all at 
pretty much all times. Um, so this is a big game. <laughs> this is a big change. Yeah. Um, not quite story just yet, but in terms of the characters, y'all, whoever chose to do the voice, <laughs> like whoever managed the the voice acting for this game, what were you doing? It now did- wait, I will say I love Rabbit Peach. Uh, she I love has Rabbit a vibe. Mario. Yeah, well, I guess I Rabbit Mario is just like strong Italian man, like oh yeah, you know. <laughs> I just, I guess, like Rabbit Peach, her vibe is just so funny. Like her whole thing is about her phone. Even when she heals, she like brings her phone out that has like I think it's like a Hello Kitty phone case or something. Yeah, and like her whole thing is when something hits her, she's like ah, seriously, and I, I think that that is yes. funny. She is those, funny. Those little things are funny. I think what what did it in for me is in the first game you don't hear dialogue from the rabbit or really like anyone ever like at most you hear a you know yeah in this game they all have voices and so like rabbit luigi who in the first game like he's wearing this oversized like sweater and he's in the little luigi hat and like Mm -hmm. he looks like a little rabbit like in my mind i was like oh he's a baby like he's baby luigi yeah and in this game he sounds like an annoying teenager (laughs) he's like speed donuts and i'm like what (laughs) What do you like? You know, <laughs> you're like, what happened to my, my boy? boy? Yeah, and not only that, but they don't commit to the voice acting. They did the thing, and I think this is more common in a lot of like, um, like, I guess JRPGs. Because I remember complaining about it in Yakuza Like a Dragon, is like the dialogue will pop up, and you'll hear like you you'll hear Rabid Luigi go, the darkness, and like oh, just like, say like one word, like them saying the and like part of a phrase instead yeah. of the entirety of the text yeah and sometimes it doesn't even actually line up with the text yeah and i don't know that. why because i've run into that in a, in a few games i always hate it as a creative yeah decision. i always I just end it. up skipping through it or like with my i don't skip through off. i read it but i turn the volume well off. yeah i read it but what i mean is like i'll read it and then i won't even wait for like the character noise i'm just like okay just give yeah. me the information i need yeah. like it's, um, I am not pleased with the voice act. And also Beepo, who was like a cute, your cute little robot companion in the first game. They introduced a new, like, virtual assistant called Genie in this game. I'm not sure why they felt the need to add someone else, like, along with Beepo. But they, Beepo went from being this, like, curious, like, kind of funny, like, almost main character of the first game to now he's become like an annoying like he he is the one who has the most like fully voice acted lines. Yeah, and I'm like I don't see the need for that like his voice is kind of like if you mixed C3PO and Billy Eichner <laughs> but removed a lot of their charisma. <laughs> oh my god. See like here's my thing. In the older Mario games like uh for example Mario Party, like it would say things, it would say text and like Peach would maybe go like yeah, or like yeah. something like that. But you wouldn't have Peach going like, I have a star. Like, you know, you didn't have that shit. You just had like the little like, ah, like, or the Yahoo, like little sounds. Yeah. And like, that is cute to me. And I feel like that would have done super well here. I agree. Because they do it for the monsters. Like they do it for the enemies you're fighting where, you know, like, for example, one of the wolf guys goes like, I don't know. And I think yes. that's, like, that's cute. That's perfect. That's perfect. I love that. I wish that they would have done that, like, across the board for everything. Because I quite, I think that that is cute. I think it's enjoyable. But I do not think that any of the characters needed to, like, speak full sentences. No. 
No. Especially, like, they're rabbits. Like, it yeah. Just, it's Let more be fun crazy. if they just make weird noises and, like, Beepo can understand them, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they slaughtered my boy Beepo because um, they made him very, like, how do I, I guess they made him kind of, like, Timon where it's, like, oh, he's snarky about everything and then, like, it goes bad for him. And that's just not the character he was in the first game. Yeah. Which is insane that I'm talking about a freaking, like, robot hockey puck like they slaughtered my boy but um yeah but okay so back to like the actual story itself Mm -hmm. would you say it's a funny game like i mean yeah like i would say no well i would say it's cute like you said i would say it's cute and i would say it's silly it's silly yes it is not funny yeah the first mario rabbits game had me literally laughing out loud. Like, <laughs> like borderline pissed my pants. Like, I have I have screenshots on my Switch. It was one of the first games I ever got on my Switch. I'm literally going to pull them up. <laughs> because the characters were so hilariously funny. Like, the, the things they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find it. I think one of... Yeah, here's one of my first ones. So, Bowser Jr. is heavily featured in, um, in the first one. I love Bowser Jr. And I have Jr. this screenshot, which is my favorite screenshot I've ever taken of anything on my Switch. It's Bowser Jr. Say, like he's leaving and he goes, I have things to do and daddy issues to repress. Oh my God. And there is like hilarious <laughs> dialogue like that throughout the entire game. Beyond that, I think my my other like main problem with this game is that it kind of lost its identity a little bit hmm. as far as what made the first game really charming. Because the first game, right, it's... Rabbids and Mario stuff gets mixed together and yeah. it's like, what the hell is that? Look yeah. at that. And so the enemies, who's the most memorable enemy you fought right now? Right now? Yeah. Should I say her name? Is it spoilery? Um, g- Give us like a vague description that's not like spoilery. The library ghost. Okay, yeah. That's literally, that's not, she's not withholding any like crazy information that gives you more context. It's a library ghost. Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Right? In the first game, you fight the rabid versions of Wario and Waluigi. Uh. You fight a rabid version of Donkey Kong, but not like, not Donkey Kong size, like King Kong size. Oh my God. And he he eats bananas to heal. Like, Uh. it is, it is like one of the, my favorite fights. And the, here's like main spoiler. If you're going to go play the first game, like turn this off because it's such a great surprise. Like skip forward 30 seconds. But <laughs> my favorite enemy in the first game is you fight the fucking Phantom of the Blopera. No. And he sings. Oh my he sings. God. What? He's the only character that speaks in the first game. I'm going to, I'm going to find it for you. Oh my God. The first game is full of personality. And it's like, I was... I was laughing so hard, and this game just doesn't have that. The enemies don't have that person. Here, for the listeners at home, I'm going to play you a little bit of Phantom of the Boabra. Oh, my God. Hey, Shut no up, free advertisements Navy. on my podcast. Shut up, Old Navy. Hey, don't even say their name. Shut Keep up. It. We're going to bleep it in Shut up. No, I'm kidding. All right. Sorry. I need YouTube premium, y'all. Okay. This is amazing. Oh, you think you're the real Mustang? Mustang, you're so strong. 
<gasps> oh my god! And so he has these songs that like it's a multi-stage fight and he sings like in between each stage and it is amazing and I haven't had anything like remotely close to that kind of uh, reaction in this game. Yeah, yeah. And that to me has been my biggest letdown from this game because I'm enjoying it. Like it is such a fun like hangout like oh before bed like let's play on our switches and like relax. Mm -hmm. It is a very chill game like the gameplay is fun. They've made some fun improvements. The worlds are cute, but it's not hilarious. Yeah. The yeah. first game was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And it is just like, I'm not mad at the game because it's still a good game. Yeah. But it makes me a little sad that it, it doesn't like have that so level much potential. of potential. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh, man. And the first game had, like, Donkey Kong DLC 2, which I know they have DLC planned for this game, so I'm sure they will probably live up to that as well. Um, but, man, like, I love the game, the first game, so much. And I bought it by accident. I bought it because, like, nobody knew what the hell that was. It was one of the, like, earlier games on the Switch, like, within its first year, I think. Mm -hmm. And so it went on, like, deep, deep sales all the time. So, like, I, I was at Best Buy one day. I had, like, a gift card, and I wanted to buy a game, and they were giving it away I think literally for free if you bought another game. Oh my God. Or it was like 50% off or something ridiculous mm -hmm. like that. And I bought it and it is to date like maybe top three games on the Switch. Wow. Because the gameplay is fun. It's a lot of what you've had in this mm -hmm. game. But it is so hilarious and charming and creative. And I, I don't know. I wish like maybe like... Mar they would have like delved more into like Donkey Kong or Kirby mm -hmm. or like something like that for this game and like kept it in that vein of of like unique creativity. This is quickly becoming a should I buy it though Mario Rabbids 1 or 2. <laughs> yeah. Just because like I I I just wish like we had some more of those moments because like the enemies have not been very memorable to me at all. Mm -hmm. And like they've introduced some new like rabbits who like are cool upon appearance, but I'm also like, what are you supposed to be? Yeah. Like you, you know what I'm talking about. It's one of the first party yeah. members you get that's not like Mario uh Rabbid Mario, Rabbid yeah. Luigi. It's one of the first like new characters, and I'm like, you're cool, and like you have cool abilities, like I, I use them often. Yeah. But like what who are, are you? you? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't like, oh my god, I hope someone doesn't skewer me. I hope these all these characters aren't, like, parodies of Mario Galaxy stuff, and I'm just, like, an idiot. But I don't think so. I don't think they are. No, I don't... I think that they were Because we do see a parody of a character yes. from Mario. Uh, and I, that character was memorable, but then it's gone, like, five minutes later. Yeah, I, I think that... Although, honestly, I don't know, because I never played that other game. I think that the character in question that I am fairly certain you were talking about was created for this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at first, I thought it was, um, I thought it was, like, Bayonetta or something. I oh. was like, are they bringing, like, a bunch of other games into it? Yeah. But no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, I know it's, like, it sounds like I've been dragging the game for the last, like, 
10 minutes or whatever. But I just, I felt like it, it needs to be addressed because especially if you're a fan of the first game and you're wondering whether you should buy this game, which I don't know how you play the first game and don't like without question buy this one. <laughs> um, but it is like, if what you want is the comedy, I feel like it's kind of lacking. And I would be, I know I'm not done with it yet, but I would be surprised if the last two worlds are so funny. Just like that elevate, sure. For, you know, yeah. the lack of that in this game. Yeah. Um, but still, enjoyable experience. Like, the stories are cool. I just don't find them all that memorable. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play the first game, so I obviously, like I've said, I don't have a comparison. But it has been such a fun, just like, oh, I have time to kill. Let me play this. And... You know, I like exploring, I like finding the gold, I like doing the little, like, mini quests or the puzzles or the games, and then the combat's cool, and I like the feeling of accomplishment when you defeat, like, a big enemy. So I definitely have been getting a lot of enjoyment from it, but I I wouldn't say I'm, like, laughing all that much, although I will say Rabbit Peach gets me. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> she is so she funny. She was always kind of my favorite just because... Yeah. In the first game, too, when you would defeat enemies, uh, it would be her taking selfies with, like, yeah. their passed out bodies. She is so funny. Yeah. So I will say that I don't mind her talking just because, like, yeah, she's yeah. really funny. She's like, special. <laughs> yeah, I just like that. Seriously, or, like, healing journey, like, literally. And it's because she's healing, like, the party. Like, so I will say that she makes me laugh. Like, some of the silly stuff she does, I really like that. But as far as, like belly laughter or like oh my god this is so stupid it's great haven't quite experienced that yeah um so that's that's that on on the story and the characters i don't think that is the selling point of a game like this i think the gameplay is and the gameplay definitely lives up to it but um I, I do find that lacking a little bit. Sure. I guess last thing I wanted to touch on is I wanted to see, I have an, an original Switch. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I bought this in 2017 or it was either end of 20. No, I bought it in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still using like the same Switch. Um, since then, they've come out with like the revised one. You have the Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. There's also the Nintendo Switch OLED for uh, for those who have that. And so I'm curious how performance has been for you on the Switch Lite. I have found, actually, that the game, while it runs well, during some of the bigger set pieces, which also I didn't quite get to mention, there are some very cool set pieces in this Mm -hmm. game. I just, uh, before the review, had a really cool battle, which was like a three-phase battle. And it starts in one area fighting some enemies. Then it's like kind of a survival while you're on this thing that is going somewhere. Oh, that's cool. And then it ends, uh, it's a... It's one of those battles where you have an objective, like do something. Yeah. But the enemies are still everywhere and all around. That's cool. And like it's one continuous battle through all three phases. I enjoyed that one battle, uh, not spoilery, that had like they pulled out that second health bar. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. That was was cool. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that because it was the first time it had happened. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely some very cool set pieces here. Um... There have been a few good cutscenes. Again, not quite up to the standard of the first game, but there mm-hmm. have been some, some very cool set pieces. But uh, I have noticed that occasionally on some of the bigger battle battles, mm-hmm. I will have a little bit of performance issues. Like the the switch will stutter for a little bit. Mm. Um, I'll drop some frames or like it'll freeze for like half a second. It has never been disruptive. 
Like, it's never been like, oh, my Switch is frozen. What's going on? Yeah. It's been like, oh, man, I guess it lagged out there for a second. Um, so it's never interrupted my gameplay, but it has been noticeable. Have you had any, like, performance issues? I have not had any performance issues. No, yeah. it, it runs smoothly. I don't miss any frame, any frames. No, I haven't had any issues. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm curious. I wish we had more people here to, like, pull from. Sure. Because I was just like, it could be that my Switch is just older at this point, mm-hmm. especially being, like, a portable yeah. uh, device. Those tend to age a little quicker than something, like a console mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it it is not to write home about but i if it if i'm not the only one experiencing these things i would not be surprised if there are like a few updates in the coming months to try and iron some of those out mm-hmm. uh for some of the bigger battles but overall it's run really great um the sound design is really good even though i never listen to it you know <laughs> uh, because i find the voices annoying but like the the sound design is is really nice and um can sometimes be telling particularly like in exploration uh where certain things are like mm-hmm. there's very nice music um, yeah i mean sometimes i will listen to it with volume it'll just be pretty low yeah like the the sound effects for your attacks are very satisfying mm-hmm. um i will say other like little thing that i'm like man i wish i had an option to turn this off every time you trigger an enemy special ability it does like a little cutscene animation yeah that's like it's not even on the battlefield it's just like mario going yeah i'm like yeah he looks really cool but i'm like all right do i have to view this every time because i'm yeah. using abilities every turn like on multiple heroes. you would think that they would show it the first time you've ever used it and maybe like As you level them up the, or something. the little character like still looking at the bottom map would do the movement but it yes. wouldn't need the cutscene for it yeah, yeah that no, that was that. one of my first annoyances with the game i was like really every time and you can skip it but they're so short and you have to hold the skip button yeah. that it's like almost not even worth it yeah but whatever like again noticeable but not disruptive like mm-hmm. just little annoyances here and there which every game is gonna have but, yeah um yeah i feel Shall we vote? Yeah, did, do you have anything else or are you good? I don't think so. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's super fun to just sit down and play. I'm excited to continue to play it yeah. and I love Rabbit Peach. Yeah, and it runs pretty well on battery too. It's uh, the Switch, like depending on the intensity of the game, some games will last you forever. Others will drain it instantly. Uh, this one, again, on my old Switch with a used battery and the lowest capacity of any of the Switches you could possibly have. Uh, I can play pretty comfortably for a couple of hours and be cool. So, uh, in the case of Mario Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, how do we vote? So, on my end, um, having played the first one, I had to give this more consideration than I hoped I would have. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to spoil the vote and go ahead and say that, yes, it is a you should buy it, though. However, major caveat, if you're thinking about buying this game... If you have not yet played the first game, maybe don't buy, buy that this one game. first. No, like straight up, do not buy this game if you haven't played the first one. Go buy the first one, get it with like the season pass or whatever. It's probably on sale for like a kiss on the cheek right now. Uh- <laughs> um because it's so like old and Ubisoft like discounts them so heavily. Yeah. You can probably get it super cheap somewhere. Get the first game, get the season pass with the DLC, and wait for this game to go on sale because it being published by Ubisoft, like probably by the end of the year, this will be on some sort of heavy discount. And while the game is really good, 
the gameplay is super fun, super relaxing. I love it. Like, what made the first game one of my favorites is that the gameplay was enjoyable, but it was just so hilarious. And that's really sadly missing here. So, if you're thinking about it, go get the other game, enjoy the hell out of it, and then... So, you should buy it, though, when it's on sale. Yes, you should You should buy it, though, when it's on sale. Um, that said, if you love the first game and you're like, man, I really want to play it. I know I should wait until it's on sale, but I really want to play it now. Then you know what? Go buy it. Um, you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. You just got to adjust your expectations because it is different in some ways. But the gameplay itself is super fun. It is worth the $60. It's just in comparison. Like, yeah. Not e- like it, it kind of doesn't hold a candle to it which i see really sad to say because i still really like the game yeah um so that's my that's my weird rambly way of voting please 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 go play mario rabbit's (laughs) kingdom battle i guarantee you you will love it and once you've played that in the case of mario rabbit's sparks of hope you should buy it though when it's on sale when it's on sale 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 sale. (laughs) or if 60 dollars isn't a lot of money to you and you just really want to play it after you've played the first one go ahead i guess or save your money and play the first one first one first please 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 please. (laughs) all right man i always feel bad with these reviews where i recommend buying it but i feel like i've just been ripping into it but Hannah, as soon as you're done with this game, I'm I I don't you the first don't one. you worry. Yeah. I will be playing the first one. Listeners so at home, good. no need to panic. He's convinced me. All right, all right. <laughs> it's just like th- this is one of those games that I can talk about for days and recommend to people because no one knows what it is, or if they know what it is, they're just like, oh, like yeah, that looks dumb. Which I totally get. I would not have bought it if Best Buy didn't have that weird deal. Yeah, but it's so good, y'all, and like. I'm glad the second game got made. I know it was like a huge passion project for, um, I'm not sure exactly what his title is or who the guy is, but I know like the the lead mm-hmm. of the game. Like yeah. this was a huge dream of his. And so I'm glad the first one did well enough that they did the second one. And I hope there are more entries because I do enjoy the gameplay. I just hope that for the DLC or for an eventual sequel or whatever... I hope they bring back some of that personality that we saw in the first game, mm-hmm. which is hard to do, right? Because like it is part of it is novelty. Like, oh my God, a rabid Wario. That's funny. Yeah. Um, But I think they can pull it off. They've, yeah. they've shown that they're creative and, and I hope that we see a little bit more of that from them. Sure. But yeah, that about covers it. Uh, Thanks for playing and reviewing with me, Hannah. Yeah, thanks for playing and reviewing with me. I'm yeah, sorry uh, that I wasn't uh, as free to play as you uh, some of these nights or I could be at the exact same place you would be, and that yeah. would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but we're going to keep playing this. Don't get don't get me wrong. I'm going to finish this game. I'm probably going to 100% it. <laughs> and depending on how the DLC looks, I might get the DLC whenever that comes out. I'm I'm gonna I can confidently say right now I'm probably gonna ninety percent it. Like I'm gonna finish the game, but whether I will have completed everything is a big question mark. Yeah. yeah. There are I will say, like as far as like replayability or whatever, like you can replay certain battles. It lets you do like it lets you try and yeah. um but when you go back to like a hundred percent the world, um not really a spoiler, but like, because you can see them before you can even unlock it. Yeah. But the reward for like coming back to finish it, because you need to come back with like a certain amount of sparks, which mm-hmm. you need to get on other worlds. Yeah. 
is you unlock like a crazy battle. Oh, that's cool. Like one of them, the very first one is a giant Goomba. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and stuff like that. And like you can see the other one in the other world. Like I, I've seen the battles. I just haven't been able to go back and unlock them yet. Okay. Um, oh, 100%. No, no, I'm just saying uh, they're they're cute. And like it's not, oh, come back to collect a sticker. It's yeah. like it's come back to have like this fun battle. Sure, so, like, yeah. There is still a lot of creativity in this game. Yeah. Um. Just not as much as Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. They just don't have Phantom of the Boop Boop Phantom of the Boopera. Boopera. Phantom of the Boopera. And I mean, yeah, Phantom of the Boopera. Okay. Does he do weddings? I hope so. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna right. book him for my future <laughs> wedding, man. <laughs> all right, I, I gotta cut it before we get into a review of the first game, but. Okay. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As I mentioned earlier, we stream every now and then over on twitch.tv slash Productions. Go check that out. There's like weird perks all the time. Like I got an email the other day. If you subscribe to two channels on Twitch, you get um, a free month of Game Pass. Oh, that's which cool. Game Pass is incredible. Yeah, we might just review Game Pass. Game Pass whole. is fucking incredible. Yeah, that's for another episode. But <laughs> um, yeah, feel free to go hang out with us over there. We've been streaming some Elden Ring. Now we've got a capture card so we can stream some Switch games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some plans for upcoming reviews in the future, including maybe some board game reviews. Stay Ayo. tuned. Um, and if you want to support us, we have a Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash should I buy links in the, in the show notes. Um, but we have really cool perks. Like you can come join our discord, hang out, chat with us. You can get access to our 24-hour impressions for new games. And we're working on adding new perks over there all the time. So if you want to support the show... Video games are kind of expensive, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, we please go ahead and uh, join us over there. But thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk at you real soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Did that sound like Palazzo? Okay.